Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know that our minds and bodies are connected. They affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. We're your hosts, Michelle Stevenette and April Judd. Hey there, you are listening to Mind Body Boss. This is episode 87. We are talking today about facing frustration like a boss. <laughs> Say hi, April. Hey, welcome, everybody. <laughs> a little blurb in there. Okay, so last week we talked about facing change like a boss. And this week we're going to apply it um, fairly close to the same We're going to use those steps. same principles. Same, same principles. principles are going to come through. But this time we are going to apply it to a totally different thing, which is frustration. Yes. And this, is, this can be conflict with a person it could be frustration in any form really mm -hmm. um but just what how to do how to handle that yeah and it can be annoyance you know you can kind of put any you really can put any word and feeling um and circumstance into that piece and i think these steps will work for any of it yes so we're going to be going through the same steps as last week applying it to a different way And I was thinking, actually, even though we're calling them steps, it's really more like phases. These are phases that we're going to go through True. of how we move through these things and ultimately come through with more confidence and being able to handle whatever life throws at us. Absolutely. Right? Whatever Flip. circumstances. Jump right in. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode on change, you can go ahead and listen to it or you can just start here. Either way, we're going to walk through these phases. Yes. So phase one in the middle of, we'll say frustration for today's purposes, is examining your thoughts and allowing your feelings. And in examining your thoughts and feelings, recognizing that your thoughts on a situation determine your feelings. And that they are, they might not feel optional, but ultimately they are. Because we get to choose our response to things. We don't have to react to them, right? Exactly. And so being able to understand, I know this sounds like maybe no duh, I don't know, but it's some, it's one of those things where we, a lot of times we think that somebody did something and they made me frustrated or the situation it made me frustrated. And, and that's in a sense, I, I mean, I understand why we speak that way, but that's really not the truth. The truth is that something happened or somebody said something or whatever, there's a circumstance. And then we had a thought about it. And the thought that we chose intentionally or not, it might've been a default thought usually is that is what's creating the feeling. And when you can really truly start noticing how you are creating it for yourself, um, that is where you start having some ownership of it, which allows you to then shift it. So phase one is just gaining that awareness. So it's kind of like if you're frustrated, there's an awareness of knowing that you're frustrated. That's kind of a version of awareness, but understanding why you're frustrated, that's the true self-awareness is understanding why. And it's because of what you're thinking right. about it. So being able to dissect um, your thoughts, that's kind of where the, like you said, the self-awareness comes in saying, okay, this situation as a whole, Uh, the feeling I'm getting is frustration. What am I thinking in my head at this moment during, you know, this circumstance that is contributing to the feeling? Yeah. That I'm How am I creating this? Why am I making myself frustrated? <laughs> exactly. Why? What's going through here? And it, you know, the, the thing is, like, we, like you're calling it a phase, which is exactly right because as you go through this, this may not just click for you the first time this frustration comes up. It might be every time this happens, I feel this way. 
why? Where's what am I thinking yeah. in my head over and over again? What's my default thought? What am I what conclusion am I coming to that then is taking me to this feeling that I'm allowing myself or choosing to feel this way? Right. And really making it a choice rather than just kind of the obviously I feel this way about this. Right. So one thought I had when it comes to owning our own feelings, I love this one scene in The Incredibles where uh, Mr. Incredible has just been rescued. He was tied up or whatever, and then the, the lady that was supposed to be on the villain side releases him, and he gives him a, gives her a hug right as his wife comes to save him, and she sees this embrace and misunderstands it for him being unfaithful and then the the next scene they're like running out or they're running to to escape and the wife is fuming mrs incredible is mad and angry because here she's come to save him and he's hugging some other woman and he does not he doesn't get defensive he doesn't get upset he doesn't try to explain anything away he is just running side by side with her as cheerful as can be just so happy that she's alive because he thought that his family had been killed Mm -hmm. and so I just love that scene so much because she's fuming and angry and he's just like in this place of like sheer gratitude yeah (laughs) and they're just um they're not mirroring each other's emotions they're each owning their own emotion right and I think it's the perfect example of you can some one person can feel frustrated at the same time in the same circumstance and another person can their feelings can be no I'm totally I can be happy with this right and so it's like you don't have to mirror someone else's frustration which we is very common very very common I feel like especially when we are close with people with our friends or our family we almost feel like we should have the same feeling that they have about something Mm -hmm. or um, I know if my husband is frustrated about something I feel like most of our marriage I have been like oh yeah I'm frustrated too whether or not I really was I would like jump on board with this and not to say because there's it almost feels like it's a version of compassion but it's kind of falsely placed and if you want to also feel frustrated and it feels appropriate to them by all means but know that you're choosing that and um it's not that it that it is optional Mm mm-hmm and you can still have compassion for somebody who is frustrated or angry and not necessarily have to jump on board with them. Yeah. If you, you don't want say, to. You know, I, I understand your why frustration. You, yeah. I get why you're frustrated. And likewise, flipping that around, if you feel frustrated, it's important to not expect other people to necessarily share that with you. Yes. They may or may not. Yes. And if they choose not to, that doesn't mean they don't love you. Right. Or that they yes. don't, you know. That they're not, you know, just because they, they don't, don't necessarily agree with your frustration or want to meet you on the level of frustration mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they didn't listen. It doesn't mean that they don't see where you're coming from. It just means that maybe they're choosing not to be frustrated about it. They're just having different thoughts about it sure. than you are. And sometimes, I mean, that can really be welcome sometimes right if you're frustrated about it Mm -hmm. and for them to almost diffuse the situation or to bring you a different perspective um, to even see that there's another option yes sometimes you need that different energy and you were talking about energy levels yeah so if somebody is at a really high heightened place where they're frustrated or angry or upset about something and if you approach them and meet them at that same space and the same energy where there's sort of this conflict and tension and you're 
you're kind of mirroring back that same level of energy, you kind of get stuck Mm -hmm. and there's not really a productive way to move through that. And so if somebody is in kind of that frustrated place, whether it's yourself or somebody else, somebody else that's going to approach, whether it's you or the other person, in order for there to be some kind of resolution, they have to come at a totally different version of energy mm-hmm. in order to shift things because otherwise you're just metal against metal or just heightened frustration against heightened frustration and it doesn't go anywhere useful. Right. Right. So yeah, kind of remembering that you can be frustrated and the person you're frustrated with or someone else you're having conflict with or whatever it may be, they may not come in at the same level as frustration as you have and you kind of choosing to be okay with that right and then vice versa as far as maybe not escalating and meeting someone at the very top with your level of conflict frustration anger whatever it possibly is yeah okay so that's our first one was examining your thoughts and then the second part of that of our first phase is so you've examined your thoughts there and now you're going to allow your feelings and you're going to allow them to have their feelings Mm -hmm. which is so much easier said than done (laughs) because wouldn't you like to control how someone feels and reacts to everything only you can't it's just you right right and we we like to look at each other and be like you should feel this way Mm -hmm. you or you shouldn't feel that way and then all we're doing is creating resistance and it prevents us from actually accessing love and accessing probably who we really want to be. And so being able to just take that little pause and be like, oh, it's okay that they're frustrated right now. It's okay that they're upset right now. That's what feels appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. And they're allowed to feel how they are going to feel. Yes. And every one of us processes things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really just giving space for that and it's hard to think of you giving space to someone who is um, possibly in a state of uh, conflict with you it's hard to think of okay I mean I'm going to allow you space but if you think of it in a way that you usually want to get to a resolution at some point in any conflict or frustration or annoyance that you have you're looking for a resolution And if you are not allowing them to have their own experience, if you're trying to control your feeling, their feeling, the outcome, all of that, then that's you coming in at this high energy of you trying to manipulate the entire situation. If you take a step back, if you can kind of, you know, take a deep breath almost, allow them to feel, allow them to have the experience that they are, you take a minute for your thoughts, allow yourself to be on your side, then resolution might not be too far off. Well, and resolution is really about what you have control over, which is you. And so being at peace or in a place of acceptance of the things that are not within your control and being able to do your best to do, to be who you want to be, but at the same time, not be overly tied up to a certain result that you may or may not have control over. Exactly. So allowing them, because all you have control over is you, you have, you're allowing your feelings to be your experience Mm -hmm. and not making them be someone else's experience. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you mentioned a little bit about processing emotion, we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I think it's such a powerful and important skill to gain that we really 
don't get taught and I don't think there's enough discussion about how to do this and what it even means to process an, an emotion so maybe we can speak to that for just a moment but processing an emotion is I feel like so helpful in being able to move through things because what it does is it turns you into more of an observer and sort of takes you just one little helps remove you just a tiny bit from the intensity of whatever might be going on for you and allows you to just feel through it and allow it to cycle through because really all it is is like a chemical vibration or a release that you're experiencing in the cells of your body really exactly there's a book that i read by emily nagoski it's called come as you are and uh, she talks about your emotions being a tunnel and to process that you got to go through the tunnel to the other side like you have to let that be uh, something that you're actually getting to if you stop yourself in the tunnel and try to reverse back out of it then that's not the natural way that you'll be able to move on yeah oh I love that example I think that's a great visual because I think a lot of times we're kind of fearful to show emotion or to feel emotion especially if it's strong and people are around we don't want to like have a, an outburst we're afraid it's going to be you know we're, we don't want to make a scene or you know right and so we do kind of hold back we yeah. hold back but one thing I've totally learned for myself is that if I feel a strong emotion coming up sometimes it'll generate tears but if I'm suppressing it if I'm trying to like back out of the tunnel it actually intensifies it mm-hmm. and if I can just like pause for a second even if people are around me and just kind of notice like how does this actually feel in my body and take a breath and just sort of, um, in a sense, just allow the sensation mm-hmm. wherever it is, it actually subsides much more quickly. And I just go, Oh, I'm just feeling so I'm just feeling sad right now or I'm whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it really does subside so much quicker than I ever imagined if I don't fight it. Yeah. And that, and, and I think when you do have the outbursts, it's because we've been like, hold back, hold back, hold back, hold back. And then all of a sudden, like the, the floodgates open, right? Sure. <laughs> and I also try to think that, you know, have you ever been in a situation where you're holding it in, holding it in, holding it in. And then it usually happens when someone asks you if you're okay. And then it all just comes out. <laughs> exactly. Right. However, I just, I think that sometimes if you can learn how to process your emotion, if you can feel it, if you can, you know, do whatever you need to do to allow yourself to go through that tunnel, then one, I think that's a really good example to people around you of how to process your emotion. I always think of how my children are watching me process things. But then also I think you don't build up so much of it until then when one thing happens and when someone asks you, you're okay, that's one thing. But a lot of times, do you ever find yourself releasing all this emotion at a spot that's probably not where you wanted to release it? <laughs> Or it's like magnified out of proportion for like what it really should be. For sure. For sure. You know, you have that never happened to me. Yeah. No, never. Where you're like, oh boy, where did that come from? Because this situation that we're in is not where this came from. But I think if you would have processed it before, then maybe you would have the right amount of emotion in the next situation (laughs) rather than the buildup of all the emotion that you forgot to get through. Right. Yeah. It's so true. So anyhow, yes. Process that emotion. So um, examine your thoughts, allow your feelings, and allow their feelings. And know that you're the creator, whether you're intentionally doing it or not. Like, you're probably not. Like, generally, we don't intentionally create these negative emotions. They're coming from, like, defaults that are wired in our brain or just human nature. And But still, it's coming from... So that's really just the natural man. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to intentionally choose, I feel like that's where you're able to overcome the natural man, where mm-hmm. you are choosing intentionally the new thought, which is really phase number two. Yes, phase number two. So, and this is what I love, because once you've accepted that you're in control of your thoughts and your emotions stemming from those thoughts, when you decided there is a power to choose there, holy empowerment. Oh, it's, like, it's seriously That's like pretty changing. awesome. So number two is shifting to a place of empowerment. Yeah. And that comes from your thoughts. And so at first, we talked about this a lot last week, is you cannot skip step one where you first examine those thoughts and then allow your feelings. Because then by the time you get step two, you need to be able to shift to a place of empowerment after you've made it through the tunnel. Yeah. It's not really possible to do it mid-tunnel. No. Which is what I try to do all the time. I'll be in the middle middle of some negative emotion. I'm like, oh, think a happier thought, Michelle. Think a better thought. I'll be okay. It's just fine. Let's just get through this. It's fine. You know, I have like that that manager. Try and talk yourself out of it. For sure. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work at all. But if you allow yourself to process that emotion, that kind of gives you the clarity to shift to a helpful thought that will serve you moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go through some specific examples in just a little bit here. We just wanted to go through the steps really. Yes. And we're kind of getting into some depth here on these steps because we feel so passionately about yeah, it. Yeah, they're important steps. So um, I love so much this step as well, just because this is where you start to feel better because step one does not feel very great and it's not, and it's a really tough pill to swallow. But step two is when you can actually then come out of that tough place and be like, oh, that Step one is actually really good news mm-hmm. because because I created it, that means I can shift it. Yes. Because that came from me, that means I have the power to take a different route. Mm-hmm. And one that feels better and one that's more empowering and one that will allow you to move forward, which is our number three. And number three is once you've decided, you know, you've shifted your to the place of empowerment in, in phase two, phase three is you're going to move forward with the chosen energy or feeling or version of yourself that you want to. You've chosen it. Yeah. And happen. you have an emotion that makes you feel good that's going to drive you to show up who you want to be. So I'm really excited for you to share your examples that we have. Okay, so let's um, just hop into the examples then. <laughs> okay, let's go there. A little bit of an interview. So my first example for this one is my three little boys share a bedroom. And every morning when they get up for school, they know they know what they have to do. They're 10, 7, and 5. They know that they get up. They know that they make their beds. They know that they make sure their room is clean. They know that they, you know... So pajamas are put pajamas away. Pajamas are put away. And they're put in the laundry. Their closet is closed. Everything's hung up. They're, if they have soccer that day or something, those bags are out, ready to go for when they get home. Like, they know the drill. We do this every day. And then they come upstairs and then I'm up there making breakfast. We do the whole morning routine. They're out the door. Once they're gone, I go back downstairs to do my thing, start laundry, whatever. And so uh, this particular situation, you know, they go out the door. I walk downstairs, open up their room. It was like they just forgot that there was a morning routine involved. (laughs) Stuff everywhere. I mean, no, they you know, left their pajamas exactly where they took them off. No one put anything away. No one's beds were made. In fact, I don't know how they slept because it was almost like it was messier than it ever had been. I just, it was like a bomb went off. And my initial thought was annoyance with a 
high amount of frustration and like anger all in one. Right. Well, and then this downward spiral. And then I started layering. Yes. And then I was like, oh my gosh, they've learned nothing. They don't listen to me. They don't respect me. I must not be a very good mom. I'm not teaching them well. They are lazy. I'm raising lazy children. They are never going to be good at this as adults. Their wives are going to hate me. (laughs) Right? So I'm going through all this at the bottom. And then I'm just like, oh, you've got to be kidding. Right? So it's this whole round. And this is all happening within like a couple of minutes. Right? And so I pick up my laundry basket and I start throwing stuff into it. And now is where we kind of go through our phases. Yes. So, so that was setting the scene of the frustration. (laughs) There's it is. So, you know, me in my pajamas with like hellfire in my eyes and like (laughs) just freak mad. I'm just mad. (laughs) That's where we're at. (laughs) Okay. So at what point did you realize or recognize that you were creating that madness? (laughs) (laughs) like did you when did you swallow that or realize like I don't really want to feel this way um or you did want to feel that way for a minute it felt appropriate it felt appropriate for a minute I think when I started just picking up their things and realizing I think one of my thoughts was oh you know if just mothers need to know that when they sign up to be a mother they sign up to be a maid because that's all you ever do is pick (laughs) up after their things and we just have too many things why do we have so many pairs of soccer shorts why you know that was kind of that on our instagram if you're gonna be a mother you're gonna be a maid (laughs) yeah you're gonna be a maid this is part of the deal and so that's how i felt and then my next thought was that's not the truth you're not you're teaching them you're caring for them come on you know kind of like i kind of quickly was like all right fine little like the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder my angel was like that's not true april and my devil was like no it is very true (laughs) (laughs) so time wise i'm just curious for this particular situation how long do you think you sat with with phase one Mm, the the icky phase the icky phase i'm going like maybe five minutes oh well, that's actually pretty brief in this I, grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I think I marched around my house for a good, like, muttering under my breath for a good five minutes before yeah. I think I circled back into their room and kind of thought, okay, this, so, isn't, this isn't that big of a deal. So this is a very, I think, common situation or a version of it for, I think everyone can relate to something like this for sure. And I love that you were able to do it so quickly. I feel like in many situations, however, in our lives, when there might be some deeper seated situations or frustrations, um, phase one might last a heck of a lot longer. Oh, it might last days. It could last years. My, exactly. You might my, not my ever get example past phase one. Is, is days. This one was quick. One, because it was something I have practicing. (laughs) This was quick because I've been practicing this phase one for a while now. This particular situation. This particular situation has happened before. You're getting really good at it. So good at it. And so phase one, like you said, can last a really long time. This time it was pretty quick for me. Okay. Maybe closer to 10 minutes. I think I changed a diaper in there somewhere. (laughs) So maybe closer to 10. Okay. Um, Okay. So then we move on to Phase two. Phase two. You're shifting. I got to shift. Shifting. And the thought behind my shifting was, I don't want to be mad at my children all day or annoyed by my children all day. So do I, I have, I have a choice like of action a little bit right here, which is like, okay, do I clean it up? Do I not clean it up? Do I teach them by trying to get them to clean it up? What do I do here? 
ultimately I decided to clean up part of it. I made their beds and definitely pointed out to them that I lovingly made their beds because they didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I left the other, everything else for them to come pick up when they got home. But I decided I don't want to be angry at them all day and annoyed and frustrated. And I didn't want to feel that way about myself because I really tore myself down thinking Mm -hmm. a little bit that like, oh, they're just lazy because I'm not a good mom because I'm not teaching them. They're learning it from me. What am I not doing? Why am I not good enough? And what's, what's the truth? The truth is they're kids. Mm -hmm. They're kids and they're learning. And you know how long it takes us to learn how to do things? A really long time. And even when we are good at doing something, we might not be a hundred percent consistent. We might miss a day or two or even as adults 50 right and it's like no you know what they're doing the best they can honestly and they probably deserve from anyone a little bit of compassion from their mom now I do have high expectations for them and um but also I didn't I didn't want to be angry at them and frustrated with them and be on that high level of annoyance so that when they came home from school that's how I greeted them I didn't want that to be at the front, the forefront right. of our relationship for that day. Right. You don't want, didn't want to greet them with that. No. I wanted to greet them with open arms and love and show up exactly the way and the mom that I want to be. So that's why my, you know, shift to a place of empowerment was I always try to get to love and gratitude. Personally, those are awesome feelings for me. Not every time, but this situation, I was like, man, I'm just grateful that I have these little souls in my house. Like they're awesome and I am good at picking up after people because I've done it for a while now (laughs) and so like why not like this is this is fine and this is a good learning experience for me to understand that I don't learn that quickly either I'm doing my best they're doing their best it's gonna be fine yeah lots of really good thoughts in there that totally generated a different feeling for you. Absolutely. So instead of being frustrated and angry and thinking all of those terrible things that mm-hmm. you're now in a much more peaceful place. Yes. Step two. Step two. A little more peace involved. And um, had you not gone through that, step three would have not come about. You would have been still in that frustration place when they came home from school mm-hmm. and you would have greeted them, like you said, from that place. Yes. I would have yelled at them for sure. That would have taught them that mom that this is who mom is as yeah. opposed to who you really wanted to be. Well, and this is what mom cares about. Right. It shows them what's important to you. Mom cares about my clean room. Mom doesn't care about my day or how I'm feeling or really the important things. I don't want my kids to think that, you know, all of my, the, the frustration and anger behind that and everything that I layered onto it, um, was more important than the, happiness and joy that I could feel with like seeing them after school. Yeah. So because you went through the phase one to get yourself to a phase two Mm -hmm. that allowed you then for phase three, which is going forward now with your intentional feeling and being who you want to be. And so then they come home from school and what's the experience? The experience is, you know, like the normal day would be like hugs. How was school? How was your day? I'm glad to see you guys. Oh, let's go change our clothes and look down at your room and see, did you guys clean up your clothes today? Oh no, we didn't. Okay. Why don't you take 10 minutes and do that right now? Tomorrow it needs to happen before you go to school. Okay. Okay. Did you see that I made your beds? Yeah, we did. Thanks mom. That was, and then that gave him the opportunity to thank me, which felt nice because if I would have come in like high energy guns blazing, just 
mad as all get out. That would not, they would have been sheepish. They would have been possibly defensive. They would have been probably like, oh, ah, ah, mom's on the war path, you know? Yeah. All of those things. And that's just, that's never the mom that I want to be. I don't think that's the mom that anyone wants to be. Yeah. It just generates a totally different spirit really in your home. Yeah. It really Different energy. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So that was the one, but that, that was our first example. That was a quick day-to-day example. Yes. Um, One more example. One more example. This one's not as much day-to-day and this wouldn't happen all the time, but it did happen. (laughs) We were in church on Sunday in uh, Relief Society in the adult group. This was one Sunday and, uh, you know, lots of great comments and um, then one woman made a comment that I kind of was like, whoa, easy on the judgment over there, sister. You know, it kind of felt like <laughs> a little bit like derailing the teacher's lesson sort of. And I didn't agree with the comment as well. <laughs> I also was kind of put off by it slightly and a little, a little bit annoyed. A little bit of annoyance. A little bit of annoyance. I didn't think that I internalized that much because I didn't, I didn't yeah. comment afterwards. I didn't do anything about it. I just kind of sat and was like, Ugh, well, goo. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then you leave and all's just fine. I leave. Everything's fine. No big deal. Days later, the subject came up and I was talking to a friend about it and I kind of went back straight up to the annoyance and frustration and like it almost had like intensified over the next, last couple of days. It was Maybe like a little bit of judgment. Oh, Totally. I was judging this woman for her being judgy is exactly what happened. (laughs) Yeah. And as I was reiterating that story, yeah, I was like, oh, she was so judgy. (laughs) And then in my head, I was like, hear yourself. (laughs) Uh, Hello. Super judgy of you right there, my friend. And so that's when this, the phases come in. So that first phase for me. I'm not sure if I even knew that that like little, uh, seed of judgment that I had concerning this comment, I didn't even know that was there until days later. So that phase for me, I wasn't even examining any thoughts. I wasn't, didn't know I felt anything until it came back up, which I think happens a lot. For sure. And what's interesting too, is that had it not come up again, that's fine. But then the next time you see this person, you would have your brain would go there again. Oh, for sure. And so that would be sort of your default. And that's going to impact how you would interact with the person. It's going to impact how you, how you kind of show up Mm -hmm. in situations with that person. Yeah. The next time she makes a comment, I'll be like, Oh, well take this with a grain of salt. Cause a judgy McJudgerson's on her soapbox. (laughs) Like not really. I don't quite judge people that harshly, but you know what I'm saying? Like that can kind of intensify that if you don't rewind it start to examine it and I could have just moved on past talking to my friend and like been like yeah she was judgy and moved on but instead I kind of was like oh you're judgy hold on here a minute let's 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 move through this and choose a different route yeah let's get through our little tunnel yeah let's get through our tunnel to the other side yes let's find something a little more empowering so you were able to make a shift because you were uh awareness you had that awareness to see what you were doing. Yeah. And so then you're like, okay, I do want to shift this. Yes. So where did you shift it to? Um, I shifted it to compassion and to understanding. And I tried to take, um, my judgment away from it by allowing her to have her experience, to have her feelings, 
to, again, move to that place that I kind of did with my kids, which is she's doing the best she can. And this was her experience and these were her thoughts. And I would hate to show up in a place where I felt like my opinions and my thoughts were met with understanding and not necessarily agreement, but in like a safe zone and had someone walk away and process what I had to say with pure judgment. Yeah. And that's... So a lot of it really comes back to compassion. I feel like love, this is why love is the greatest commandment. (laughs) Because if we can genuinely love God and love others, it just really does put us in a place of our best selves. Absolutely. And I think it puts us in the best position to emulate the Savior. Yeah. Which is what you and I believe is why we're here on this earth is to learn and to grow and to try to be more like Jesus Christ. And that's really all we have control over is us. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And so moving forward, you know, that chosen, the the person that I want to be is not someone who, who walks away listening to someone else's opinion and judging them for it or, you know, fuming over it. Um, I don't think that's the best way for me to grow. I think that I can definitely not agree with someone else, but I think that by, you know, putting up that wall and having that immediate feeling of judgment and not dissecting that and deciding where I wanted to make a change, that's probably not the best way for my personal growth and development. Honestly. Yeah. So bravo to you. Well, noticing. Thanks. Also, (laughs) you know, all the people listening to the podcast, hopefully, you know, you don't judge me for being judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of being a human. We've all it is times. It is. And I really I do. I just I don't know. You want to do better, you want to be better. And I think that you really have to think about the only thing you can control, which is you. Yeah. And And you don't want to overthink everything. I mean, I don't want you to go through every single situation in your day. But if things like this you notice are kind of a a stopping point, if they're a hard spot, if they're coming up for you, if you're like, oh, hey, every time someone brings up this thing that I don't agree with at all, there's an emotion there. There's an emotion and it's starting to wear on me or I don't like it or that's not who I want to be then take a minute and dissect it. Then take a second and go through these phases. Figure out how you are the creator of it. Yes. And how you can then find a way to shift it when when you're ready to shift it. You don't need to overthink everything in your life, but if you are having, you know, the same conflict with your spouse or the same struggle with a friend or a in-law or, you know, you're thinking these thoughts about this person and it can be like with both my situations, the person I was having conflict with or the people I was having conflict with, they were never involved. <laughs> right. We, we never, interesting? we never had a face to face. I'm very much a conflict avoider and I will at, <laughs> at all costs avoid conflict. Yeah, you never you. talked to her. You nope. never, ta- yeah, it was all going, the whole thing happened inside your own whole, head. Cause because it's all within my control. The whole thing happened. Some of these situations you might, it might be like a actual interaction interaction face-to-face conflict and it might be a conversation you need to have and you should definitely go through these phases if you can prior prior if possible so that you can meet them with the energy that you want to bring for sure have you ever heard like when you're in the middle of a argument and it's getting it's escalating and it's getting a little more heated and you want to be like oh oh we we just need to like when i say put a pin in it like come back to it later yeah i always think of put a pin in the balloon and pop this yeah. <laughs> and then like let's start all over again a little bit later because like we're just getting bigger and bigger. 
Yeah, and it's not going to resolve if you're just head-to-head like that. And so, yeah, like, there's one of these situations, you know, like, um, give an abstract example. My husband and I, neither one of us like conflict, so it's not real big in my home. But, yeah, if you're having a conflict with a spouse and you're in the middle of, you know, this conversation, it's okay to step away. Or if you notice this conflict is coming often with your spouse, then you can take a breather and when you're not together or when you're by yourself and you're like, Hey, we're, we're arguing over this every single time. This is the way I'm feeling about it. Let me examine my thoughts. Let me let him be okay with the way that he's feeling. Let's, let's go through this. You know, these are, don't give the credit of my feelings to the other person, like, Mm -hmm. which we often do. We're like, I'm upset because of them. No, we're upset because of the thoughts we're having. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a very important distinction. Yes. Yeah. Sure is. So anyhow, okay, hopefully those phases help you in going through change. And we altered them a little bit from our last episode. But then also through conflict or frustration or annoyance, either with another person or all up inside your head like it was for me. Um, And hopefully those are like a couple of fairly concrete examples that you can look to to possibly help you in your day-to-day. Yeah, I found that understanding these things has helped me feel so much more confident in my life and how I can uh, have more ownership over the way I'm experiencing things. So hopefully it does help you as well. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of them, will you please share them with your friends, your family, anybody who you think would enjoy? Yes, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you go on iTunes, go ahead and leave us one of those lovely five-star reviews. And don't just click the five-star write us some words we'd love to hear from we'd you we'd love to hear so all fun. of your thoughts that would be yeah. awesome we'll totally read it on here so <laughs> we do. you know just do it <laughs> all right thanks for showing up we'll be here again next week thanks see y'all then hey thanks for being here today we appreciate you listening Yes, I'm so glad you were here. Did you know we have an Instagram account specifically for this podcast? We sure do. Come find us on Instagram at mind.body.boss. We are continuing the conversation over there and we would love to hear from you. We'd love your insights. We'd love your questions, your ideas, your thoughts. Come and meet us over on Instagram. We'll see you there.